podcast. Well, what is happening, guys and girls, of course, and maybe even hermaphrodites, who knows? But you're all very welcome to listen to this podcast because, hey, it's in the public domain. Do you want with it? Apart from like go and edit like little sound bites to make me sound. like a criminal or something, hey, because that'd be awkward for me. But yeah, um, welcome to this week's episode of the Weird Podcast. I think it's like episode thirty-four or something now. Which, hey, what an achievement that is, eh? Um, but yeah, before I start, I just want to say a few like quick. I guess housekeeping is the term that's used in the uh, in the podcast industry. Um, I just want to say first and foremost, I'm out of the garage this week. I am. Out of my garage, I am free, I am like Elizabeth Fritzel, and I am in my living room. I should actually point out, Elizabeth Fritzel isn't, or has never been, to my knowledge anyway, in my living room. I just meant that, you know, like her, who was in her dad's basement, she's not, she's, I've dug myself a hole, I made thing. I'm no longer in my garage for one week only, I'll be no doubt back next week, but I'm allowed out this week because... Uh, Catherine's away out for the night so you know when she's out of the house I'm allowed out of the garage you know to be fair I, I'm actually to be in the garage is quite an honour because normally I live out in the doghouse in the garden but what's cool is I'm out I'm out of my garage I'm in my living room and I can do this podcast and what it, you know is more important than to note Um, secondly bit of housekeeping is that because Catherine is out, I, by process of elimination of parents, means I am responsible for looking after Holly tonight. Um, now, I refer to it as babysitting. I say, look, I'm babysitting Holly tonight. But I've said that a couple of times to a few, like, women that I know and, like, in work or just, like, I think it was, like, one of my mum's friends. I don't know. But I said it was babysitting this particular weekend. And I got hate. People saying to me, you can't be babysitting your own daughter. You're just looking after her. As if like, you know, rather than you have a kid because you want to have a kid. It's like, oh, it's your fault there is a kid. So, hey, live up to your responsibilities, mister. You don't know babysitting. You're just doing a dad. Mm-mm. I'm an independent woman. I don't need no scrubs and all that shit. I'm like, man, bitch, I am babysitting because, hey, last time I checked, my daughter was a baby. And guess what? I always am sitting around her, so I'm babysitting. So you, with all due respect, can open up your mouth and purse, boost my balls into it, and you can lick them. You can lick my balls, is what you can do, because hey, this is a free country, and I can say whatever I want about babysitting and looking after my daughter, but I am doing that. And with that being said, whether you say I'm looking after her or babysitting her, She's in bed right now, sleeping her little angelic head off. That being said, um, with her being in bed, rather than me recording the podcast in a room, keeping an eye on her, I'm, as I said, in my living room, and I've got the baby monitor here beside me. So if there's a little bit of interruption and you hear a bit of noise, that's probably just Holly um, being a jerk, essentially, and ruining this week's weird podcast. But if there is a bit of noise from her, you know, uh, and I hear it, I'll have to react to that. And what I will do if I hear her is 
first of all work out what she, why is she shouting or screaming or moving about whatever's going on then i will work that out in my head and just continue recording the podcast until it's finished and then i will go on to soundcloud and i will schedule it to be uploaded and then i will whenever that's done and i'm ready in my own good time go up to her and say holly why did you feel the need to disturb me and offend my listeners and she would probably go ah or whatever because hey she's not good enough to speak yet do you know what i mean she should then whenever i was young her age i could speak she's six months old i could speak six months old months old can't speak now but i could speak at six months old and i could walk actually also I actually could walk at birth, believe it or not. I was, um, I could speak to, I was born. And whenever I was born, I actually remember being quite like, I remember being quite gross. I didn't like being born. It was uncomfortable. It was disturbing for me because hey, I was like just chilling out inside the, the womb, just all comfortable and stuff. And then my mom, like for some reason, decided to have me. And I like just remembered being plopped out into this like doctor's hand like sort of pushing him off me being like man fuck off i am dehydrated and tired here so i made my way just from the delivery room just out into the hall of the hospital went to a wee uh, water fountain machine to just refresh myself and i headed back in and introduced myself i was like yo i am david jr what's happening and uh yeah i think everybody was a wee bit startled by that but i mean yeah, what I'm trying to say is like people develop at different times, but Holly should be old enough to speak and communicate with me, and she should also be old enough and developed enough to know that whenever Daddy's recording the podcast, yes, you shut the fuck up, you know, and and I'll discipline her, you know, I will discipline her by closing the bedroom door and leaving her in the dark all by herself i'll also tell her story about the boogeyman or whatever but rather than be like one of these like liar parents that are like oh the boogeyman's gonna come and get you he's gonna like live in the wardrobe i'll be like nah i'll recount her tale of like ted bundy i'll be like look there's this guy ted bundy he used to kill people he used to lure them to his, his car he used to use the pretense that he was injured then he would batter them on the head of the hammer, put them in the back of the car, bring them somewhere secluded and murder them. So make of that what you will. But that's just how I parent, real talk, you know what I mean? Um, try to teach uh, Holly lessons, you know, of the, the reality of this world. It's not all sugar and rainbows, you know? There's some scary shit out there too. Scary shit like not being able to adjust your settings on SoundCloud to make your podcast downloadable. Oh, shooting myself in the foot there. Um, yeah, I discovered that when I was uploading the podcast last week that for some reason I had set my podcast up to not be downloadable on SoundCloud, which is pretentious. You know, that's like something Kanye West would do. Be like, yeah, I've got this album, but you can't actually download it. But it's all sorted now. So um, hopefully if you just want to listen to the weird podcast on the go, you can just download it and listen to it whenever you want without needing to use all that 3G and Wi-Fi and all, whatever it is up you know like a tube but it's there to um be done and yeah if you haven't already just give us a wee follow on soundcloud and subscribe on on itunes as well and you get this baby fresh monday morning on your way to work every week um and cheers again for those who have rated and reviewed 
the uh, podcast on iTunes this week. I've got a couple more, um, and I'm going to to read them. As I've said, I'm a man of my word, providing they're good. If they're shit, I'll definitely not read them because hey, keeping up appearances and whatnot. But um, the boy himself, Matty Carlton, has uh, reviewed me, Carl Tonioni, and he has given me five stars and said. Love hearing your stories about Jim, but when is Jim Pride of the North North back? Yo, Carl Tonioni, here's the thing, man. Don't ask me a question when you're reviewing stuff. Do you know what I mean? But at the same time, I'll answer it. I don't know when Jim Pride of the North North is back. I kind of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not really thinking about that sort of stuff right now, but if an idea comes in the head, he'll be back, you know. Um, Dylan O'Neill and the man, ha- the the man Dylan. Come on, the, why am I calling everyone the man? Am I some sort? I am I just that much of a loser now that I'm like, hey man, how are you, the man? What's up, man, dude, bro? <laughs> I should just turn the bayonet on myself. Um, but Dylan has said nice bespoke podcast and just said thanks, Mister Bear, and thank you, Mister Dylan, for that kind review. Um, Davey Witt, the man, evidently the dude, the man, bro, has said, uh, quality broadcasting. Dave's podcast is like those go-to comfy leisure clothes you change into whenever you get home from work. Reliable, comforting, and familiar. If you're an aspiring physique guy, dad, dream dude, or all-around good guy, this is the podcast for you. Thanks, Davey. And I also like that analogy because I definitely have clothes I get into when I get in from a hard day's graft at the minute I'm actually wearing comfies I've got a I tell you what a game changer of a pair of sweat shorts they're not like sweat tracky bottoms they're shorts of that fabric I've got my slippers on and I've got a nice elastic figure hugging under armour t-shirt feeling pretty good about myself that's my comfies I like to go for these days there was a time where my comfies were, were like a dressing gown, but then like I find my private package was out too often and like inadvertently. So I kind of like the thing about having your balls and stuff out is that if they're out, people think they're intentionally out. They don't realize that it can happen by accident. So instantly they're going to go full pervert and then you, you, don't, you don't drop that tag. You know what I mean, guys? So... Yeah, I'll probably probably less said about that the better. Not that's not happened to me before, but hey, you know, just keep keep vigilant at all times. Um, and there's something uh, I wanted to say in this week's podcast uh, before I start talking about my my wonderful week in London. I was on social media this week and I happened to see weirdo Jimmy Clements, friend of the show, a weirdo. As I call him, not just a weird guy. Maybe as a weird guy, don't really know him that well. But I saw that the big man himself had got married this week, and I just wanted to give him a shout out and his new wife Catherine, and just say congratulations, guys, on the wedding. You both looked fantastic, and hopefully, you know, married life's going well so far. And if it is, that's great. If it's not, you know, just give me a shout and let me know early before I, I get married and end up you know what I mean just give me the heads up if it's that bad but if it's good that's 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 what I want to hear because hey I'm doing that myself and um yeah and also cheers for listening to the podcast if you're on your honeymoon you're listening to this podcast for sure get out more but 
at the same time, hope you enjoy it. And may you both have a wonderful life together. Um, the awkward thing about that was, was I was genuinely going to do that shout out. But then as part of my questions this week, Jamie himself asked, could I do a shout out? So I was a bit like, oh man, why have you done that? You're going to get a wee surprise there. But now you've kind of ruined the surprise. But hey, let it be a surprise to your wife Catherine. And now she's also going to hear what a genuinely loving guy you are to actually ask me to do that, even though I was going to do it anyway. But that's beside the point, you know. If she didn't already know you were a loving guy, which I hope she'd... You, fucking congrats, guys. All right? And now back to me, the selfish guy. This week I was in London, as you all know, for a Pearl Jam concert. And that was the most hardest thing I've ever had to do, the uh, wee Pearl Jam voice, because the pieces of shit cancelled the show the day it was supposed to happen. So I was literally in London, having done my morning activities, which were activities we planned, I don't just have, I'm not like that sort of uh, OCD that I've like, I must do my morning activities. <clears throat> no, I was, uh, we had plans, and I had a surprise on this particular day, which was going to the Emirates Stadium for a tour, which was really enjoyable. And then we went to the Tower of London, and I was like, sweet, that's our morning activity. We need to get back, get ourselves ready to go to the Pearl Jam concert in the evening. And as I was sitting, waiting I don't know what, I was actually, I was on the toilet, I don't know why I didn't want to say it, I was on the bog, and Catherine shouts in the meat, Pearl Jam's cancelled, and I was like, shut up, no they're not, wise up, and she's like, nah, legit they are, and I saw they were, and I was just, I was real upset, do you know what I mean, because the whole purpose of us going to London was to see that concert, and I'd actually, because we were in London from the weekend, missed one of my best mates, Stag Do's, because of this, so we had booked to see Pearl Jam months ago, and whenever the stag was booked, I was gutted, because I would have loved to have gone, but couldn't have, and missed it, because that, and then they cancelled the show, so I wasn't too happy about that, but on the bright side, rather than just sitting open, and staying in the hotel, which we probably couldn't have done anyway, because there's no windows and stuff in the room, probably would have gone mad, um, we decided just to go out, Instead of going to Pearl Jam, we're like, what sort of touristy and good to do? Um, so we went to do a Jack the Ripper walking tour, which was, it was weird. It was kind of creepy, you know, like, obviously you have an interest in, like, Jack the Ripper's, one of those unsolved murder cases that you want to know, like, in the 19th century uh, London, in Eastane, there was Jack the Ripper, and he just basically killed five women in, I think, like on an horrendous way like think that's the thing with serial killers like see you get people like Harold Shipman and you're like uh Harold Harold Shipman like you just go Harold Shipman sly do you know what I mean you're just like oh it's a sly guy you don't think oh he's so scary you're just like nah because because he didn't really kill people in a really gruesome way he just did it like to get money and stuff so it was more like he was sly he's just injecting these people he's like man they're gonna die soon anyway so you inject them, whereas like Jack the Ripper like eviscerated people, and it was disgusting, it was disturbing, it was fucked up. So I think that's what the fascination about it is, and then he was never caught. So we went around this wee tour, all around uh, the places where he basically killed people. Thankfully it happened in like 
the eighteen eighties because it was like if it happened like in twenty fifteen it'd be real creepy because it happened so long ago. Um, I think that's fine, but it was a bit creepy in parts because we were like standing on places being like, "Now nah, someone has literally just left here, badly mutilated and killed," and like it's kind of grim because you're there then there, but it was a fun old uh, trip learning about the history and stuff and. And then whenever that was done, we uh, were like, there's only one thing to do after going to Jack the Ripper tour, and that's cocktails. So we went um, for cocktails, and we were in this bar, which was like a secret bar, which is obviously very exciting. Like, if you're in a bar, you want it to be a secret. Like, you want to be a mysterious place. We're in this restaurant, right? You get just getting dinner, but apparently we'd heard through the grapevine that... If you get once you get your dinner in this place, if you speak to the uh, the waiter and give him a wee passcode, you you basically call him over and you go, mate, and, he, and then he'll go, yes, and he'll go, I want to see the mayor, and then he'll go, mm, come with me. So I did that. This guy just lured me away, and then opened up a fridge. And like this big fridge underneath that just led directly down in this private little bar, which did great cocktails. So that was pretty cool. We were there for about four or five rounds, and I got pretty pretty lit. And then we just headed out on the tour. Actually, yeah, we're in the secret bar first. Then we went on the tour, and then in part of the tour, the tour guy was like, "Yeah, this is a big uh, Jack the Ripper serious murder tour." But also if you just look up that wee alleyway, that's where they shot Harry, some of the scenes for Harry Potter and the Diagon Alley scenes. We're like, ah, sweet, we'll just sack this tour off just before the end and go and have a wee butterbeer in Diagon Alley. But butterbeer mean red wines. Hey, that's what I like to drink. But we went there and uh, yeah, it was, it was a nice night. So by the end, I wasn't too depressed. I missed Pearl Jam. But now I just keep seeing them posting like stuff on Instagram and Twitter about their tour and like the whole reason the show was cancelled was apparently Eddie Vedder lost his voice. And then next thing you know, he's just there jumping off the stage. Like, this is what, a week later? Singing his balls off? I'm like, mate, you've mugged it. You just could not be fucked with that gig. And that's pissed me off. You know what I mean? I don't want to hear either if they're going to, re- you know, reschedule. Because I would like to see them. But whether or not we'll be able to, like, get back over with flipping wedding leave being needed and honeymoon leave and babysitters and shit it's hard to do I might miss out the chance to see Pearl Jam one of my favourite ever bands so it should upset me my favourite ever 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 singer ever 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 is Prince and he did do you know what I mean there's no way I'm going to get to see that little Prince live ever because he's dead do you know what I mean speaking of little dead princes last week on the podcast, I referenced uh, someone said that my name was Papa Bear Extraordinaire, and I said that I was an extension of just Papa Bear. And then I, I just, in a throwaway comment, said an XXX Tentacion. Next thing you know, you get shot dead. You know? I don't want to say that I'm Nostradamus, but hey, I'm Nostradamus. And someone actually, I think it was Dylan, had messaged me a question for Boytown, being like, can you talk about Takeshi69? Takeshi69, whatever the fuck he's called, because he's a Crayola haired piece of shit I'd like him to go to. So, yeah, we spoke about Takeshi69 on Boytown, and I'm going to, yeah, talk about him 
briefly now. Um, and then I'm, I'm not going to predict he'll die, but hey, we'll see within time. Something will happen to him. And like, he will die. I'm telling you now, Takeshi69 will die. And whether it be... When it happens, I'll be like I told you. It could could be when he's like eighty five of natural causes, but hey, I'll I'll still be here. Like I told you so, and that's just the kind of Nostradamus shit that I bring to party. That's <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. I fucking don't know. Um, I got a wee bit distracted there because I thought the old uh, the old monitor popped off a little bit with Holly, um, and I have to go up and discipline her. But no, alas, she's. She's quiet again. So what what do you like to listen to in this podcast? Like, what are some of your favorite segments? I know the gag plug segment. Oh, this week um, I am gigging on Wednesday in the Accidental Theater. I am opening for my good friend and comedy legend, Kieran Bartlett. He's doing his our long show tiptoe through the tulips which which will be great i i don't i'm, I'm keen to see what he's going to do with the, the song tiptoe through the tulips um because if there's anybody that can do that and make it less creepy and more funny it's kieran and also he's got the vocal range to actually hit those notes which is hilarious to look at as well so that'll be a good gig and then on friday the 29th I am in the Aragal Inn with Shane, Todd, and myself. And hey, I'll be trying some bits and bobs out. You know, I'll be doing I'll be doing bits. Do you mean if you watch Love Island, I'll be do bits society. I'll just be up there doing bits. You know? Maybe it's a different context that they mean Love Island. I'll not just be doing what they mean by doing bits on the stage, but hey, I'll be doing bits. So come and check it out. And uh, basically what I'll be doing this week's fiddling around with bits of new material for my show on the 18th of July, which um, I should stress is, yeah, it's my, probably my biggest show to date in terms of, I'm getting it filmed, it's getting made into DVD or whatever, DVDs don't happen anymore, but hey, I'm an old guy, so that's what I'm going to do, I'm going to put it in DVD, I'm going to put it in VHS maybe, he gives a fuck, that's what I'll do. I'm going to put it in VHS, I'm going to sell it down Oxfam, because I'm an old school guy. But yeah, it's my, my our stand-up being recorded, and I'm doing the warm-up myself too, so I'm doing the main R, is the show, the dad show. Um, the show entitled Dad, with the poster of me, looking like Michael Jackson's bad album cover. Very stylish, very sleek. I'm doing that, but I'm doing my own warm-up, which will just be also being recorded for like online purposes because I'm going to be putting more stand-up online because you know what I mean people want to see content and I know you just get to listen to my podcast every week and Boytown every week but you don't maybe necessarily see me do stand-up stand-up which is my bread and butter so I'm putting that out because hey I care you know so long story short if you haven't already please buy tickets to that show I'd love to have a full room love to have it sold out looks better for the the uh the video and if you haven't already you can get tickets on shine.net or on ticketmaster and they're only eight quid 
Do you know what I mean? Which is like what I was paying for a cocktail in London, and I'd probably rather go and see a comedy show than drink a bloody whiskey sour with like egg white on top. Eh, gross. So yeah, please do, and I will. I'll make sure I'm funny. You know, I'll, that'll be my wee promise to you. I'll make sure I'm funny. And hey, if it does sell out and it goes good, maybe I'll buy you a drink. Probably won't, but maybe I will. Who knows what sort of mood I'm in to do that. Um, and what else can I talk about this week, guys? I feel like, because I'm not in the garage, I've like lost my ability to, to know time or space or what it is. Because like, it's getting dusk outside because my windows are open and it's making me feel all sleepy and tired. Um, which isn't ideal. But, uh, ooh, let me see. Yeah, we'll go. We'll just go straight into the, into the listeners' questions this week, shall we? Because we've an absolute bucket of them to get through. So, um, we'll go ahead. Let me see. First and foremost, <laughs> um, go to Twitter questions first. Uh. Jack Selfridge has asked favourite wrestlers and why is wrestling the coolest thing in the world and in brackets and get to a PW show big man um, you know what wrestling is kind of good it's, it's entertaining to me I don't know if it's the coolest thing in the world but I do like it and um, my favourite wrestler ever is Ric Flair the Nature Boy or Kurt Angle or Edge they're my favourite ever and nowadays I like this dude called Velveteen Dream just because he's so fresh and uh, get myself to PWU show guess what mate newsflash there was going to be there was something being talked about last year about me doing a bit on a PWU show which I know I've said before briefly in the podcast I've done a bit of wrestling training back in the day before I did comedy so there could be something happening down the line on that front. I'd be keen to be involved. Um, Glenn Lindsay has said, in Cyprus for a holiday, where's your favourite holiday destination? Um, probably Hawaii, to be honest with you, Glenn. I went there a couple of years back and it was just brilliant. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, also enjoy LA. Um, been there a few times. What a lot of comedy to watch out there. You can see some great acts in New York as well. That's another place. I've gigged in both of those places, which has been a fun experience. And San Francisco's killer as well. Like I like America. I think is what I'm trying to say. America generally is fun to go to, um, unless you're Mexican or a child from Mexico, because Trump is just taking you away from your family. Because that's just what I do. The thing about it, Mexicans. I wanted to build a wall. I said no. They can't get over. They got over. Take them away from the family. Put them in a concentration camp and gas them. Uh, Donald, you're not supposed to say that. Oh, fantastic. I'm sorry. Apologies. Um, Stu has said, Hey, Dave, currently walking up Black Mountain listening to the Boytown podcast. But where's your favourite place for a walk? Um, I like the, I like the seaside. You know? I like to wander around the sea. I, I like looking at the sea. I like being by the sea. Um, and now I have moved to the coast. I like to be, you know, I, I'd like to be beside the seaside. 
Oh, I'm a loser. But yeah, the sea seaside's definitely a place. I like walking on beaches, especially in the sun. If it's rainy, I won't go out because I'm a wee fair weather prince. Um, Davey Witt. Hi, Dave. Thinking of taking up cycling to try and get more cardio in. Hashtag physique guy. What are your views on those lycra clad heroes slash vermins of the road? Um, hmm. This is an interesting one. I don't like cyclists, all right? I think cyclists are really just the biggest bunch of entitled twats, really. Like, they get the feeling like we're on the road and we'll go at our own speed in the middle so cars can't get around and we'll just keep going there. And the most infuriating thing, like, let me be, be fair, there's probably a lot of cyclists out there that do things the right way, but there are some who just pissed me off. And like the other day I was driving along and there was literally a cycle lane and a cyclist, but the cyclist was on the main road, not the cycle lane. Like, in my opinion, you should be able to just not do anything too violent, but just nudge him, you know, into the cycle lane. Yeah, you probably hit him with a bit too much momentum and knock him off his bike, but you know, collateral damage, you deal with it. Davey, as you know, I'd be encouraging you to... uh, to do as much cardio as you want my man and if cycling's the way to go you'll go for it absolutely knock yourself out um and other question uh sean porteous what's the worst financial decision you've ever made seen somebody make and then martin moffat has written underneath it um one for on for 28 million? Uh, fuck off, Martin. <laughs> and the worst financial decision I've ever seen anyone make was a mate of mine spending three grand in a strip club. That was pretty, to be fair, absolutely totally baller, but also at the same time fucking financially ridiculous. And um, Bankrupted himself near enough, um, and I think had to like lie to the bank and be like, oh, my, my card was stolen. And you're like, what sort of brazen... Son of a bitch, it would take to steal someone's bank card and go into the exact establishment the guy was in and just pay for, in fact, a direct continuation of services to what had been uh, preceded by the, the victim of the theft. <laughs> um, but hey, it's the be- to me, that's how the best way to be, be uh, a criminal is just be brazen about it. But yeah, that was a great story. Um, our mate was in the strip club and... You know, if you're not, if you don't have much knowledge of strip clubs, there are like, there's like a general area that like I think anyone that goes in can go into, where you can like like a bar, have a drink, blah blah, blah see a bit of dancing, and then if you agree to like pay for a private dance, you get brought elsewhere. But this particular day, this friend got brought to a floor above the dancing floor. So there's like ground floor bar, second floor private dance, third floor. Who knows? I've never been in that level before, so I don't know exactly what goes on. But what I do know is whenever we were coming to leave the club, a couple of the boys went up to get him and like there was a massive bouncer on the door and he, they were like, um, can we get our friend? And then the guy was like, who is your friend? And they're like, oh, he's short, bald, looks a bit like this. And they're like, let me have one minute. And he wiped away, came back and he goes, your friend is there. And he's like, right, okay, well, could you like tell him to come because we're going? The bouncer's like, yes. And away he went, and uh, you notice he's got a weird, a weird accent. He's from Cumber, and uh, the bouncer came back, and he was like, "Yes, your friend. He wants to stay." 
And then they were like, right, okay, we'll leave him. So he was in there dropping 3K, like, on, I think, just effectively about 10 to 15 strippers and copious amounts of booze. I think he just paid for their company and the crack. But, you know, good story, but also uh, definitely financially, financially loopy. <laughs> definitely. Oh, I'm such an old guy. I was totally loopy. Um... Let's see what else we have. Oh, Jamie. Because <laughs> last uh, at Jamie Harry, I said, which animal has the most potential to evolve into a human-like species? Um, tell you what, that's a great question. Uh, I'd probably say... <laughs> I'd probably say the obvious choice would be a monkey, but nah, fuck that. It's not going to be a monkey. I'd say an animal to to change into a human-like species would be a marlin fish, because they just are big like humans. They you know have large noses like some humans do, and if they morphed into a human-like species, I think it'd be terrifying. So yeah, I'm going to say a marlin for that one, Jamie. But great question. Um. Luke Gorman's come in here with some, like, I think he needed to vent a bit here, Luke. Um, you said, thoughts on Sweden fucking up their chances of stopping Germany from getting out of the group stages. Got Sweden as my sweepstake team, so I'm a bit biased right now. Terrible challenge by Sweden on the edge of the box in the 94th minute. Yeah, um, I was just recording this podcast on Saturday night, just basically finished watching Germany, Sweden. Um, I was torn in this one, see, to be honest with you. Look, I think, I still think Germany could go out. I just reckon the Mexicans are such wee crooked dudes, like, that they could agree to totally get hammered, play a weakened team, and just go out and get beaten by more than South Korea, by Germany. I got, if it was, if Sweden had a stayed level with Germany, there I would bet my entire bet 365 savings account that it would be a draw between Mexico and Sweden, that would just be nothing sure than that. But, um, yeah, I think it's just a sickener. But this World Cup seen loads of it. 94th minute goal seemed to be the thing. And the goal itself was an absolute worldie. So, um, you know, fair play. And also I had Germany to win that game in a bet, so I was happy enough. But I, I get your, your pain look. But, hey, you know, the dream's not over yet, my man. Keep believing. Um, and who knows? Maybe... You know, Mexican or Mexican Mexicos will uh, Mexicos. What the hell? I'm losing my mind. Mexico. Well, maybe through the game. Um. Oh, and then Insta questions. Uh, Chris Henning. I said, well, Dave, you had a game pure fire in the podcast last week. Um, you were surprised to learn. That your show in July will be my first of seeing you live. I was indeed. I stumbled upon your work through watching Colin Gaddis's stuff, which led me to Shane's stuff, which led me to not to pamper Papa Bear's ego, yours, which I find the funniest, especially the Northern Irish uh, 80s terrorist sitcom sketch. That's troubles with the 80s you're talking about. Good news on that, we're going to do it again. Um, we've got a couple of ideas that we're working on, so it might be nice. I like the podcast as a good mix of your comedy and real life Dave, which I think the listeners love. Long-winded this week. Um, yeah, it kind of, it kind of is long-winded, but there's no, I don't think there's really 
any qu- question on it. It's more you answering my question there, Chris. But yeah, I appreciate you getting to uh, to answer that. Yeah, and hopefully you enjoy my show. And I imagine you just went and you're like, nah, man, your show was fucking shit. I hated it. I wish I'd never gone. I wish you just listened to your podcast. Um, it won't be the show's brilliant. Um, but thanks for that, Chris. I appreciate it as per. Um, and then it wouldn't be right to just go from Chris Henning and not go to Chris Barr straight away because hey, the Chris's do things together. Um, Chris Barr said, "Hey, Dave, don't think your Argentina prediction for the World Cup is going to plan with that embarrassing three 0 defeat last night, but not not as embarrassing as what happened to these two." And he sent me a story. But hey, Chris, guess what? Nigeria beat Iceland, so Argentina are going to beat. Nigeria and Argentina are going to go through, they're going to win the World Cup, and then you, mister, are going to apologise to me. Thanks. A new story he has sent me is loading up on the phone right now. Oh, the daily record, go ahead. Um, <laughs> Husband stuck inside lover while cheating after jealous wife asked which doctor to put spell on them. The lovers had to be transferred by armed police officers to a secret location to be separated from one another by the witch doctor. Hey, I think this is a spoof. An alleged cheating couple have been publicly exposed after they became stuck together during an illicit encounter in a Kenyan hotel room. The man's wife claims the embarrassing affair occurred, occurred shortly after she had contacted a witch doctor who helped set up a trap to catch him in the act. Nairobi News reported Nairobi is in Kenya of course um let me see mobile phone footage of the bizarre incident shows the woman screaming as the two lovers let lie in the back of a truck on top of each other wrapped in a rug to cover their naked bodies and surrounded by armed police officers you know what yeah I get that they're covered up but why have they got armed police officers you know what I mean weird the cheating duo had to be rescued by hotel staff on Friday after shouting for help from their locked room. Uh, oh yes, this, there's a photo of the two of them and they are stuck together and it's hilarious. Um, and They're literally covered by a rug. That's great. The pair were wrapped in a pink rug and driven to secret location to meet a, meet a witch doctor. Uh, the witch doctor was waiting for the couple to arrive and there is a picture of a witch doctor who looks surprisingly like Robert Mugabe. Um... So, if you ever wonder what Bobby Mugabe's doing after he quit office, there you go, witch doctor. Unconfirmed reports of the man's wife claims that he lives in a Lod- in a Lodwar town with his family, but his business interests in Katali town. His lover is reportedly his landlady in Lodwar. His wife told police that she had noticed a pattern of the landlady disappearing every time her husband had business engagements. She began to become suspicious that the two may have enough be having an affair and confronted her husband who's always refused to stop his cheating ways i love that she confronts him instead of him just being like oh i'm not having an affair he's like now nah, i'm having an affair i'm not gonna stop fuck do what you like and she's gone all right i will do what i like and then he's like what's that and she's like yeah I'll get your fucking dick stuck together hmm? the angry wife then contacted a witch doctor who helped her set up the trap a husband blah 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 now, I just want to get to the end of this now. Um, video footage posted on Facebook shows the couple being lifted out of a truck and carried into a room where the witch doctor walks around them touching the rug that they're wrapped around, shaking something over them. Um, I'd imagine it's like a little tub or something and not just a dick because then that would just be even weirder. 
But it doesn't actually say at the end of that story, Chris, whether or not they got separated. So if you know, please uh, let me know, because I'm definitely keen to know how that one turned out. But Chris's question this week is, how much did you appreciate the effort of Iran's acrobatics throw in last minute against Spain? You know what? If any of you guys haven't seen this, look up the Iran throw-in against Spain. This dude tried to do a front flip throw-in and then just fully pussied out of it the last minute. Couldn't do it. Bottled it, made a complete not a root of himself. I loved it. Um, I kind of would like to have seen him, you know, just focus on throwing it in properly and really try to, to get Iran through because Iran are a really great come team with, you know, full dictatorship. So, uh, you know, you know the way our podcast appreciates that. And, yeah, sadly, he made a dick of himself. Um, official Jakester has... Uh, sent me a question and he says what you think of like Linfield um, I think Jake Sterling must be a fan of Linfield here because I'm going on to his uh, his page and said I like football and food and Linfield so what do I think of Linfield to be honest with you man I don't really follow that much of Irish League um, so if I was going to support a team in the Irish League, it would be Crusaders. I would sort of keep an eye on their results because I've got friends who play for Crusaders and that was the only reason that I sort of got into it because I had a, I had a friend who I worked with who plays for them and then through him I've met a few of his mates and yeah, I, I like them. So I keep way out for the Crusaders results. So by proxy, don't like Linfield, my man. Ha <laughs> Um. And there's Jamie Clements coming in saying, not a question, but you can give a shout out to my wife. Yep, I've already already done that. And, you know, you guys, you're cute. Do you know that? Cute. And hey guys, that sort of concludes this week's podcast. Um, It's been fun, albeit now I'm in total darkness. And hey, I'm scared of the dark because... Uh, like real life serial killers can be out there I've told Holly that so often that like I'm now genuinely afraid of it myself but guys in concluding if you haven't already rate and review the podcast please I'll read them out on the podcast next week if they're good also buy tickets to my show on July 18th it's going to be a great night you're going to be recorded it's going to be sent to crime watch and you're going to be put on on the police database if you do any crimes and stuff right but guys thanks for listening and i will see you next week mate